Is there anyone here? What did you find? You are listening to Supernatural Confessions. Happy Friday Night Live, everybody. So many things on my mind at the same time. Um, if you wonder why we didn't have our countdown timing and all that, because we were dealing with a little bit of technical issues behind the scenes. So, well, I'm glad that we managed to get up here live. As you can see, the one of our... Te technical issues were not because of me. Yes, yeah, I, thought, for... I thought you were being chased by a lion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is not what she said to me just now. Uh... <laughs> running yeah. away from a village chief. <laughs> That's right. Well, we'll tell you a bit more about the village chief and Queen Sonia Karana in a short while. <laughs> but this is the Hungry Ghost Festival Friday Night Live episode, the day day one. Actually, is it day one or day night two? Day, right? day one, night two. Oh, night. Yesterday. Night. Yesterday, it started last night, right? 29th. Uh, 11, or rather, it is on the 29th. But 28th, 11 p.m., the gates were open. Yeah. And today is the first day and also coincide with our Friday Night Live show. So you can guess today there's going to be a lot of seventh month Hungry Ghost kind of content, stories, do's and do not. And for the many of you out there who's listening to in to us for the first time, there might be some brand new stories or some old stories that I've been told in 2019 and then I might tell it again today. Uh, close near-death encounter, guys. That one is uh, my personal near-death encounter. Okay, let's say hello to the people on the internet watching us live. JDC, why don't you take people on YouTube? I'll take the Facebook one. No worries, man. We have the usual suspects. <laughs> we have, you know, people like Gillian Fernandez. How are you doing? She's um, from Perth, so Perth represent. We have Nobody. We have Arbor. We have, you know, Han Jay. We have Ben Lim. We have um, Sin. Oh, that's a very interesting name. S-Y-N, Sin. That was my mm. ex-girlfriend today. But whatever, whatever. Not heard that one before. Um, Frankie, that can be arranged. I, f I finally realized what, what it meant. I thought that was his real last name. Frankie, that can be arranged. But now I said it out loud. That can be arranged. That's his name. Get it? That can be arranged. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm still recovering. <laughs> my brain's not working. That can also well. be deranged. It can be deranged. We have Chua Elaine, Minang Marantau. We have Lolita Kaur, Mark Shippo. Guys, hello, all of you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, there's a uh, video junkie, Easy Joseph Vic as well. L, Young Oliver, Mark Abel, and Muhammad Saleh. On the Facebook side of things, we have Ariel, a uh, very hardcore uh, Supernatural Confession fan. Ivan Go as well. Every single show, every night he's here with us. Thank you so much, Ivan. Uh, we have Jonathan Lim from Ghost Mortem joining us here, host of Ghost Mortem, Jonathan Lim, who I met up uh, with last week at Changi to do a recce walk because we are planning something for you guys. Seven months. We already have problems already, you know, um, Eugene, on, on right. Facebook. Um, Carlos Cole is quite pissed off. About what? About what? No, part two. No, part two. No, no. Where's my Kimi? Oh, Kimi. Uh, what happened to Kimi? Huh? Did you did? Okay. What happened to uh, Kimi? We, we, we don't want to. We don't, should we really tell these guys? But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had to take him out. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. We, we, we had enough of his jokes today. Huh? We felt that, you know, his jokes just make us look bad because he tells such good jokes. I mean, we tell jokes uh, and just 
you know, we, we falter. So we will take him out. Yeah. No, okay. Okay, let me introduce the host. Uh, my name is Eugene Tay. As you know, I'm the founder of Supernatural Confessions. And Friday Night Live is my baby. And I was very blessed to have you guys joining me, all the audience, the fans, and also my wonderful co-hosts. Week after week, they have been so dedicated to this show. And But Keith is unable to make it today because he has a lot of events and work. And Kim is actually, he, he's excused for today because he is planning an event. Be mm. deep in it for Supernatural Confessions to appear as guest in Sarawak. Mm. You guys are also invited to come on down. So that's why he's busy planning that. In his place is Elvin, smooth operator, D. Cruz, making more appearances uh, than before. So I think hopefully yeah. it becomes a habit and he will take a host position as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm yes. still, not, I'm still not paid yet, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no one's gonna get paid, bro. You get Guess coffee. what? You get Guess what? None of us are. None. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sending you the invoice, bro. Hey, hey, okay, you wanna turn off the room light now? You're, you're, you're ruining the, the mood. You okay, know. okay, okay. Yeah, the scary mood. What is this nonsense? Uh? He's scared, lah. <laughs> Seven months, he's scared, lah. I'm scared, lah, bro. Yeah. All oh, the lights must switch on. What is one NASA? Ah, 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 <laughs> yes, that's what we do. That's what we do. We happily sacrifice our Friday because it's more like a date night than a, than a chore for us, very frankly. Um, yeah. Also, that lady mm. on the right of the screen, uh, she is not in Sambawang today. In fact, mm. she is in... Just a bit further. A yes, bit yes. further. Not for Sambawang. She's in Kenya, Africa. <clears throat> and we got news that Sonia Corona has gotten married. In Africa again. Oh, congrats! Congrats! Yeah, well done, well done. <laughs> and well she got done, married well to actually the village chief. So now she's Queen <laughs> Sonia Kurana, oh. or Queen Sonia Sambong. <laughs> so what's your new name now? Uh, wrong. They speak Swahili here. Oh, so what's your new Swahili name? Yeah. Uh, I I re I'm sorry. Two. Uh, two containers of wheat is is just not enough. Is it like the clicking language? Like... No, Swahili does not sound like that. As if you're all gonna get cancelled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but they say so. I should let me let me say okay, in uh, Swahili or when you're in Kenya, they say hello. It's very simple. All of you can do it. It's jumbo, jumbo, like jumbo seafood. Yeah, jumbo, jumbo, jumbo. Isn't it a song? It's something that goes to the jumbo, jumbo. Wasn't it song? What's the song? No, no, yeah, I'm like serious. Boy, I'm not. I'm not shitting you. Sitting by the fire. Is that one? No. I think yeah. they double check. Ask guys a swear thing or something like that. Jumbo, no. jumbo. Yeah. I know so, jumbo is no, swear lah. Jumbo is hello. It's not jumbo. Say jumbo. Say jumbo. You, but and, you got to be and, very careful. And don't say jamban. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's because when, when I came down to Singapore with my friend Steve, right? So Steve's his white guy. Yeah. I, I asked him to go to the auntie and ask for a bowl of um <clears throat> <Pukki. clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> the PUKI. I said, yeah, uh. just go ask for, for a bowl of that. Yeah, I asked him just a steaming hot bowl of cookie. You know, uh, ask the auntie. 
Yeah, he walked there you. and he turned around and saw me laughing. He says, Bastard, I am not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you be very careful. <laughs> have to, lie, have to. Uh, and then to say to say uh, thank you is Asante Sana. So it's a beautiful oh. language, very easy to to pick up. And it's not that clicking stuff that you think it is. Okay, I, I, I guess that, that's, that's hello. <laughs> Terrible, uh, God must yes. be I, I got my education about Africa from the gods must be crazy. So you got to forgive. Not coming to America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think after this, uh, from Kenya, oh, she's going to Wakanda. Out. I think so what? as well. I heard they got very nice. Uh, um, the nice shopping, the technology, shopping is nice. The tech yeah. shopping oh. is very good. From, <clears throat> from from here, I head to the Masai Mara, the reserve itself. So let's see what the internet is like over there. Uh, in Rwanda, I, I couldn't. It was only 3G. But here in Kenya, it's 4G. So okay. looks like it's holding. Looks like it's holding. Better yeah, mobile that's... internet than my house. <laughs> what did I say? Shania, what did I say? I said it was better than your Sambawang internet, right? It was uh... so clear. Yeah, Sambawang always because of all these tech issues. Terrible yeah. on Sambawang. Maybe that was more still on 3G. Anyway, that guy oh. down there that you know smart mouthy today, the mm. proclaim Apex Predator. <laughs> it's not, not self-complete uh self uh um self-complete. Self see, I can't even stop properly. See yeah. what happened? COVID lah. I blame COVID. Oh, COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah, COVID, COVID. But it's it's good to see you so much better. Yeah, so yeah I feel I feel a lot better. The only horrible thing is just fatigue. I I I can sleep. 20 hours a day with how I'm feeling right now. So I, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. <laughs> I'm drinking lots of tea. No alcohol or not, just tea. Maybe, maybe you need Kimi, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Kimi not here, that's why. Right, you know, no, no energy. Yeah, no energy, yeah. Some people decide to go to work, all this kind of nonsense on a Friday night. Also, I want to say, well, uh, yep. all taking no. turns. Last week, I wasn't here. Kimi isn't here. So who's going on leave mm. next week? I would like Ooh, to. Probably Alvin. I haven't gotten leave on Friday in a long while. Sorry, bro. You need to uh, submit a lead to us. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we need to approve. <laughs> That's uh. right. Uh, sorry, bro. I also want to say uh, birthday shout out to one of our Supernatural Confessions fan. He uh, bought a book and gifted nice. it to another Confession fan. And one thing led to another. And I realized that, you know, there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, group, I think, who usually watch us on Friday Night Live. But today, they cannot watch us live because they are out <laughs> there partying because it's Wilfred's birthday. So happy birthday, Wilfred. Happy, hey, birthday. happy birthday. Yeah, so maybe you guys can watch us on the reruns. This is a special episode, seventh month. And uh, just want to be, just want to get a bit of survey from you guys. You all know seven month, Hungry Ghost Festival. But how many of you, including the host, know the origin story of seven month? I just know it doesn't affect me here. The portal only opens over Singapore, not yeah. Africa. First, so ta ta la, bro, ta la. I'm safe. I I can't do that, so I think no la. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so everyone's everyone's quite safe here for the host. But what about the fans out there watching from Facebook and YouTube? Do you guys know the origin story of Seven Month and what is the mm. significance of it? Mm. I think but you told this last year. I tell this every year, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said this last year, but but who? I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, in you're right. You know, Sonia, when you say that the portal only opens in Singapore, and I got a feeling why Singapore is so haunted mm. compared to everywhere else in the world mm. is that the Hungry Ghost Festival is observed 
most keenly in Singapore. It's also observed in Malaysia, Taiwan, and Hong Kong. But Singapore, the culture is very much in uh, within our our uh, tradition. And what we are celebrating today, or at least the lay person, the lay people, like even the, the Catholics and the one in Perth and the one in uh, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwang, they we, we understand <laughs> Zimbabwang. Somewhere, else, somewhere, else. <laughs> somewhere out there. Yeah. Where in the world is Sonia? Most people would know Hungry Ghost Festival based on what our grandparents tell us mm. not to do. Don't walk near the walls. Don't walk near the offerings. Don't mm. walk through the alleyway. Come back at night. But no one really questioned what is the origin story. So the Hungry Ghost Festival is actually a Taoist, uh, um, do you call it a festival? Uh, tradition as well as a Buddhist mm. tradition, but they have very different beliefs. The Buddhists believe nothing about the wandering spirits, the hungry ghosts coming out and roaming the world. It's, they believe that is about filial piety and is based on a particular story uh, from the, what's it called? I think it's this guy called Mu Lian, not Mulan, Mu Lian. So Mu Lian is a disciple of Buddha and his mother, who was supposed to be vegetarian, uh, took meat. And then mm. she was she lied about taking meat, and then she was sent to hell uh, to pay for her penance. And Mulan being Mulian being the very uh, did you just say Mulan? Yes, <laughs> the female son when wanted to save the mother, he went down with to hell with food. Uh, but the, the the other ghost grabbed it. Uh, he brought rice, but when the mother tried to put it into her mouth, it burned her tongue like it's coal. In some other variation of the story, she don't even have a mouth to eat. So Mulian decided to go up to Lord Buddha and beg him for mercy. Lord Buddha says, well, uh, why don't you, you know, he, he sort of uh, taught him that you feed your mother, why don't you make offerings to her and special prayer? Mm. So he did that and uh, not just for the mother, but for all the hungry ghosts in, in hell. So that's from the Buddhist side. From the Taoist side, uh, they believe that uh, is okay. So from the Taoist faith, it's about the three deities: the heaven deity, the earth deity, and the water deity. These three deities control the fate of mankind, and the earth deity's birthday falls on the fifteenth of the seventh lunar month. So when we say seven month, and you guys wonder why seven month in August, ah, uh, this is because it's a seventh. Uh, it's based on the lunar calendar, and that's usually in August. Uh, <clears throat> they believe that it, uh, the the ghosts will come on out and um, it's, it's basically grunting, grunting the ghost happiness, right? They're suffering in hell. So for that one month, they come out and they, they will feast and you'll be amongst mankind. Uh, so people usually burn offerings. So you'll notice that the burning offerings, putting of food is very similar in the Buddhist and the Taoist side, except one belief in ghost and the Buddhist side believes it's a reminder to be filial. But for us at Supernatural Confessions and Team Hantu, we believe in all the pantangs possible on how to protect ourselves from the spirits. So, with that in mind, I have I've created seven tips for us to protect us from spirits. So if you guys are scared in seven months and you wonder, hey Eugene, so what are the pantang things that you can <laughs> share with us? Allow me to share this with you guys. All right, bring it up. Yes, Elvin, could you bring it up, please? Okay, rule number one, 
when people call you, don't turn around. Right? When you walk along the streets and then you hear, when people call you, when you're walking around, you know, going back home and you hear people say, Hey, Sonia. Hey, Elvin. Don't turn around. Uh, because you'll knock off the candle on your shoulder and then you attract spirits to follow you back home. Rule number two. Overnight, don't keep food because you keep food overnight, you will go bad. In some of the confessions, food turn bad, go tasteless. That's because the ghost will think it's for them and they will eat the food. Rule number three. Nightfall is their time. You go home early. Old people will say go home before seven, before Maghrib. Right? Because at night, all bets are off. They are mm. place to play. And if you go in, and anything happened to you, your grandma will say, you deserve it. Rule number four. Petite. Wash them before going home, before stepping home. Uh, have a pail outside. Wash your feet before stepping in. Because it's believed that when you wash your feet, all the ghosts cannot come in because they cannot follow the track. Then they stand outside your door and go, Alamak! Follow wash feet. Then you go home. They cannot follow. Okay. Rule number five. Say, excuse me. Do not offend spirit. So when you walk home, you see people burning. You know, there's ashes in your way. You cannot detour. You say, ah, excuse me. Or you walk somewhere dark and you think there's ghosts in front of you. You cannot see the ghosts. You just say, ah, excuse me. Huh? <laughs> so apparently they will, you know, ah, okay, okay. You say, excuse me. I will let you walk through. Huh? <laughs> Rule number six. Sit with windows closed so the ghosts don't come in. This will also extend to not hanging clothes outside your window because... Apparently, ghosts will fly and they will get trapped in your clothes. Then we bring in the clothes next day. You put on your clothes, you're putting on the ghost on you. Like a net. Yeah. Ayo. Hmm. Yeah, look at the two skeptics' face, I can tell. Hmm. Okay, rule number seven. And this one, ah, this one is the most important. Huh? Swimming during the seventh month is forbidden. Today, you will hear some confessions about swimming. And uh, then perhaps after that, you might make a believer out of you. So to make life easier for you, the seven rules to survive the seven month is you can think of the acronym C-O-N-F-E-S-S, -S, confess. Seven Ooh. rules to survive the seven oh, month. Oh, I see what you okay. did there. <laughs> oh. Tell me, no. you can remove the screen now. Is it very smart, no? Huh? Yeah, it was, it was good. I'll, I'll give it that one. Ah. But the first the first rule, people don't turn, people call your name, don't turn around. Huh? Yeah. Your mother call you, you don't turn around. Your mother kill you, you become a ghost house. No, you turn around, but you don't turn like the head like that. Turn the whole body. Uh, the whole body. The whole body has to turn. Uh, <laughs> like that. Correct, correct. The hand must be like this. Usually when people call me, usually people call me, turn out to be Stephen Lim. I watch it. Hold on. No, you run away. Excuse me, would you like to be a mother? But it's, 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 it's funny listening to all of them because I was, in my head, I was already automatically explaining it away. Like, don't leave food out. Yeah, because if you leave it out, you know, germs and then decomposition, you know, that whole process begins, bacteria and so on and so forth. Oh, the washing of the... <laughs> you're, still, you're still supposed to put everything into the fridge, you know. Uh, especially in, in Singapore's humidity. The humidity here in Africa is different. It's, it's, it's very dry. Mm. And then some of some of the other ones, like washing of the feet, getting home before dark, a lot of it was due to 
um, like coming home before dark. It's safety or safety reasons, closing your windows when you sleep because we didn't want mosquitoes flying in. We didn't want the draft, a cold draft coming in. So as you were reading through that, you saw how my face was. And in my head, I was automatically, huh, this one, that one, that Ooh. one, all again. You lucky you are in <laughs> far away, you know. You know, you say like that in Singapore, goes here, you are half base, you sure can know something tomorrow. The mouth bang on. Oh, that, that's why I can, because I'm so <laughs> doesn't apply in Africa. Yeah. Uh there's a lot of comments on the coming in. Um, because I couldn't do both at the same time. Let me read some of the comments. Oh, uh Niat How asked, does Rwanda have an equivalent of a seven month of a Halloween, etc.? Uh, they do have a lot of animistic festivals here and still a lot of those types of practices. Uh, I hope to cover a little bit more about that when I visit the Maasai village too. And I will be seeking out the medicine person there because I don't know if it's a man or a woman. So let's just go with medicine person for now. And I hope to talk about that a little bit next week. Medicine he, she. Uh, I like to use the correct pronoun. Uh, you know. yeah. Yes, it's, it's very scary these days. Yes, but yes, they they uh, because religion is relatively new. They've had a lot of practices and belief beliefs before that. So what they have now is a mix of the two, and it has somehow become interwoven. Even though they consider mm -hmm. themselves uh, Christian, because they they are the main religions here: Christianity, Islam, and then of course you have the traditional beliefs. But their superstition, because it's been passed down. Similarly, in Asia, it's been passed down. Um, verbally, it has become part of their very social fabric. So it's very hard to remove the two, to distance the two. So it's a very curious mix of the two. Um, Elvin, you have all souls there as Catholics, right? That's what Bebe is asking. Yeah, I think we do. Yeah, yeah, I think Elvin is more familiar with this. <laughs> <laughs> lousy Catholics, no, you're too. Hey, we're lousy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think every religion has festivals and ceremonies that yeah. pray for the deceased, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, seven month is just another expression of that. You know, it's, you know, someone wrote somewhere, I can't remember if it was on Facebook or YouTube, it's about filial piety, you know, yeah, of, of yeah. going out Fine. there and, 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 yeah, and paying respects to your, to your, to your family, to people who have gone before. I, I don't think that's a bad thing, mm. but what I'm really interested in is all the superstition that comes out at this time of the year. I think from a like you know a folklore perspective, it's so it's so interesting, you know. Yeah. Alas, mm. Cole is saying that for rule number one, if the police call you to stop and you don't turn around, uh, then you can just blame mm. you. <laughs> Eugene say don't turn. Uh, <laughs> this guy. If my wife calls my name here, I'm not gonna turn. Yeah. They ask me why I say Eugene say cannot what. C-O-N-F-E-S-S, -S, confess. Uh, so you see, you're you, you, you getting abused. Uh? Uh, no, eh? <laughs> I'm going to be posting up that poster on our Facebook page so you guys can go and uh, take, uh, download it, share it, like it, uh, and use it to tell your wife, see? <laughs> yeah. Eugene say, don't turn around. <laughs> uh, why are you eating so late? Cannot keep food overnight, ma. <laughs> must eat until finish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all uh, that's all i have for the seven month uh portion of my uh what i planned uh what about you jdc don't you have something planned as well for your uh housekeeping 
Um, not well, not really, because I think that like I think starting from just a few days before the seven month officially started up to now, there's just been a flood of seven month posts. Oh. Right. Everyone is posting about seven months, about the experiences of the seven month. And um it's and it, it was funny because I, I, I posted on a because I, I didn't even know seven months was coming up, like because it's such a I don't celebrate it, it's not part of my of my cultural our worldview and mm. someone just posted like you know a few hours time is the time and i was like what what's happening like why it's only today that i realized that it was seventh month yeah me too yeah. i received yeah. a, one one of our fans sent me a uh like well wishes and then i i didn't understand why then i then he said oh it's because it's the beginning of the seventh month mm. i didn't mm. know either yeah one of the questions that skeptics will ask or people without a third eye would ask is it really a uh, seven month you all can feel things so to answer that i some of uh actually our moderators themselves two of them have the gift um i have personal friends with gifts as well people i trust right i know no bullshit coming from them they say that before the actual opening of the seventh month leading up to that mm -hmm. they can already feel the vibration they can feel the noise they they uh, they describe it as being in a very crowded area uh our featured confessional today on 11 30 at youtube her name is well way and she's a descendant of uh, one of the famous taoist uh, priests in singapore and she described it as like chinese new year you know that festive vibe mm -hmm. that vibration like a, a build yeah. up of yes so i interviewed her and asked her for her views on seven months and she gave me very interesting answers so do stay tuned for that is at 11 30 tonight on our youtube uh her name is wellway and she is in my knowledge the youngest female practicing <coughs> taoist priest <coughs> she's 26 and she's taking over the, the family business do we still call <coughs> oh my female tanki same is it Tanki is no no gender genderless. Tankini, I'm going. I'm going to go. Oh, with Tankini, I like I like Tankini. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Tanki <laughs> and the Tankini. I think it should be Tanki, tanki net. Should, should be Tanki X. Ah, bo 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 part two. Only one part only. I was about tanki to give X. part two, but I think of Carlos Cole. There, okay, okay, okay. Better, 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 better not, better not. It's about thirteen Watch minutes long. Okay, in one full video. All right. Just before we, just before we go forward, I want to say that we still have our buy me a coffee um, side up. So if you'd like to buy us a coffee or a chai latte, Sanya, I know I haven't forgotten you today. You know, go on to buymeacoffee.com um, forward slash SC Friday Live. Since Wednesday this week, we have Cajun Jam and today Bray and Keke Heng who contributed. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you so thank much. Thank you so much. Well, just to let you guys know, we we. We are very grateful for the coffee that came in. We, when we first started this idea about uh, the whole buy me a coffee thing, we think, oh yeah, you know what? It's, it, no one's going to buy us a coffee. Like, who's going to buy us a coffee, right? Yeah. You know? But we have been very um, encouraged by all your gifts of coffee week after week. And I uh, really cannot thank you enough. We already love doing this for you guys. And having that coffee is just mm. an additional bonus. for us. And there are other ways of supporting supernatural confessions as well your book and then there's merchandising i mean there's merchandise the t-shirts and yeah what else is there uh we have we have volume two uh coming up we have more t-shirts mm. uh, there's a t-shirt competition design and i'm uh, mm. probably going to be looking at merchandising in 
in, in some other ways. Now, I'm terrible at this because I don't know how to sell things and ask for money. But it was very, very encouraging as well. Like last week, after Kim talks about my book, uh, we sold, like, I don't know, like I, I lost count on number of copies we sold for, for that. And we are really running, running, running very, very low. I'm on to like personal stash, last packet. Uh, and that's why I'm actually talking to a publisher to reprint. However, I've lost my original PDF. So you're not going to get oh. book one in that version anymore because it's gone. Whatever I sell out is finished. Uh, book two, um, the book two will, will have new content. Book one will be reprinted with the same story, but different artwork uh, for new artists and hopefully new content as well. Remastered. Yes. Yeah, so we have t-shirts as well. Bray Bray, go check out supernaturalconfessions.com. There's a store there. There's two kinds of design, Confess and... Bent back woman. And oh, third one, know your hantu. Sorry, not know your hantu. Uh, must be the hantu. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should have a know your hantu you, one. I can should, you yeah. make one? I, I want to, if, you know, if ever we do a team super rational and a, two, a team supernatural. I think so. Yeah. Let's see which yeah. one sells the most. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, for, for in the comment section, please, I'd like to know uh, your, your thoughts. Uh, Team super rational. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a popular sell. Maybe the most you sell two, one to JSC, one to Sonia. Uh, but if you really <laughs> want a super rational t-shirt, please let us know in a comment that that's something you would like to wear and I will get it designed Okay, uh, against my better judgment. Uh, also, throughout the whole of today's se session, uh, if you could put in the comment section, what is your pantang? What do you think should or should not do during the seven months uh, throughout Perhaps we could call, uh, collate all that later on, put it on the Supernatural Confessions Facebook group and the website. Okay. Okay. Seven, yeah, go on. No, I was going to say all the pantang, right? Just mm. because we don't practice it or we don't believe in it, it doesn't mean you don't respect other people's beliefs. Yep. And there's, there's, there's no harm walking around something instead of, you know, like stomping through it. Respect that other people have these beliefs and these pantangs. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, that's that's how I was brought up. Okay. Uh, well, it looks like no one is, no one wants the super rational T-shirt, guys. There's uh, not a single vote on that. <laughs> yeah. Something's wrong with the internet, lah. So, hello. <laughs> I, I cannot read comments. I have no clue what's going on there. I'm using my phone to this thing. So I don't know whether you're bluffing me or not. Adeline wants a tote bag. Adeline, you will get a tote bag. I actually like tote bags as well. Okay, dokey. Uh, we are done for this part of the segment. 10.30, let's get down to business. We have confessions tonight. Know your hantu as well. So, Elvin, hit it for the first confession for tonight. This is a confession sent in by Kirin Ling Ling, titled, Friend from Another World. Glad to have joined this group. I have met our ghostly friends twice. So this is a personal experience of mine I'd like to share. It's been years since, so I'm not sure if my ghost friend is still around. I hope she found peace. For starters, I worked at Universal Studios in 2015 and I was there for three years. I worked as a cleaner, as in I clean or maintain the park after everyone else has gone home. I would work midnight shifts, which was 11pm to 8am. In my first year, nearing the seventh month, I always heard from my colleagues about a friendly female ghost. She was always around the mummy roller coaster ride. My colleagues asked me if I was afraid of ghosts and I said no, as it would not be the first time seeing one. One day, I was posted to clean the mummy. 
My job was to polish up every decoration and sweep up any litter inside. That day, I had forgotten all about the story. I went on my duty as usual, humming a song. When I reached the entrance of the mummy, I saw a girl wearing white, who was combing her hair. She was sitting on the bench, situated a few seconds away from the entrance. That was when I recalled the story about the ghost. I remember thinking, should I run away or should I stay put? Should I call my supervisor about it? The ghost saw me and she waved. I slowly backed off and went to another attraction to look for my colleague. The Hungry Ghost Festival lasted for about a month, and I continued seeing her whenever I got posted to the attraction. I grew to like her. I would just wave at her and carry on with my work. She would just be combing her hair and do nothing else. Out of curiosity, I asked my superior about her. She was actually a 16-year-old girl who committed suicide in the toilets near the attraction. Some of you may find my story hard to believe, but all the night shift cleaners at Universal Studios know about her. Ultimately, I hope that my friendly ghost friend found her peace and went on to the next life. It's been a few years since I last saw her, and honestly, every seventh month, I would miss her. Rest in peace, my friend. Nothing of the very first confession from mm. Kareen, narrated by Ellie, mm. about a friendly ghost of someone who had died tragically over there, a 16 year old female died in attraction. <coughs> and as the cleaner goes down to clean the place every closing hour, especially during the seven month period, the ghost will wave at her. And this is actually one of the famous urban legends from Universal Studios Singapore about a spirit of a girl still lingering around the attraction. So uh, let's give Elvin, since Elvin is uh, our special guest for today. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts on this confession? I don't know, I just find it unusual that she keeps seeing this very often. So I'm thinking whether is it somebody that's possibly playing a prank on her. I mean, I mean if you, you listen to our stories before that, the ghosts, like, you know, they appear once, then they don't appear again. For her case, that like, keeps appearing uh, over and over again. So it's <clears> kind of <throat> unusual there. Yeah, I, I I get what you mean. Like yeah. usually, most most encounters is a you see it once or even yeah. a second. Yeah, so it's kind of so, I find it a bit weird. Yeah, that it's a recurrent yeah. uh, sighting. Yeah, mm. I wouldn't think someone's gonna play a prank. Like you know, if I'm gonna play a prank on someone, I'm not gonna do it every day, every night. Every time. <laughs> So that part, Maybe somebody else that's working there, very bored, nothing else to do, and you're standing someplace and you know, mm. you see people, you wave. But you would know all the cleaners that's going to be on duty that, that, that night, right? You're not going to find someone sitting there, a young girl, 16 years old like that, in a place that should, she should not be appearing. I'm actually in two minds about this story. Mm. JDC, what do you think? Um, it's, you know, something like this is so hard to offer an alternative explanation um, other than the usual ones that we come up, right? Which is, you know, it's somebody else, they, they mistake an identity, they're playing a prank, someone is having an event there, they're dressed up as a ghost. And so, you you know, it, especially seven months, everyone has a heightened, kind of like um, a heightened um, state of awareness that Hantu is going to be around. So everyone's going to see Hantu around every corner, right? C-O-N-F-E-S-S, you know, case in point. <clears throat> but... I, I don't know, like, 
I've heard a lot of stories come out of Universal Studios. And not only yes. that, I think the people to ask questions about Hantu, about ghosts, are cleaners and security guards. Mm. I think these two these two groups of people with in, in these professions, right? They have so much stories to tell. Because they're usually in places where you, myself, will not be at night and alone. Yes. You know? Um, but aside from the usual explanations, string, you know, all of that, I string. <laughs> it's 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 gonna be so difficult to Unless, unless yes. we get there and we speak to the people who have experienced this and get a general picture of what they see. So one is seeing a 16-year-old girl. Another one is seeing a woman in white, you know, wearing white, a white blouse and a white, um, white jeans. Another one is seeing something else. Then we can say, hey, perhaps they're seeing different people at times and the stories are just coming together and suddenly it's just a woman in white who's crying there. But if they all say, you know what, at that particular spot, I see a lady, shoulder length hair, she's dressed in a white robe, yeah, and she has a black mole on her left cheek, then you go, ooh, like, then, then I think it becomes more interesting. Yes, <clears throat> so like you need, you need more than one account of the same thing. Because if everybody's looking Certainly. at the same thing and having yes. different ones. Right now, this account is from one person. <clears throat> it's it's very open to a person's perspective, perception. Mm -hmm. And like you said, even the very setting. So many stories have come out of that place. How many times yep. have we heard that, right? Um, then there's always the power of suggestion as well. It's already the seventh month. You're looking into a dark corner. You know, you're, you're mm -hmm. starting to see things. Mm -hmm. that, that whole setup is already there. But why I say two minds, it's someone's account. They saw what they saw, yeah. um, they felt what they felt. And it's mm. very hard to disprove these things, like yeah. you say. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd like a little bit more evidence. I, I usually do. And I, what, I would like to see it for myself. Yeah. I also sometimes not so much to disprove, but, you know, when I read all these confessions, one thing comes to mind. What would I do if I was in that position? You get what I mean? Like mm -hmm. sometimes that is also a very interesting take. Uh, when I took part in a recent uh, production, uh, it's not out yet, but once it's out, I'll share the link. Uh, the the host asked us some very interesting question. Like when you hear a duck quack, right at night, mm -hmm. what would you do? So let's let's pose this question to you to us right now. If you hear a duck <coughs> quacking sound at night, what would you do? Elvin, Sonia, JDC, go. A duck quacking at night. But, yeah. I mean, understand that in this is in the context of a paranormal encounter. Like you walk through a duck mm. place that's supposed to be haunted, you hear a duck quacking. I just think it's a duck quacking. No, I, I'm I'm totally serious. I hear a duck quacking. I go, oh, look, hear that. There's a duck quacking. Sonia? Mm -hmm. I've actually heard this when I was walking through a forest. I've never heard a duck quack in... Uh, an urban setting, but walking through forests, I've, I have heard some interesting sounds, one of them being a duck quack. And all I thought to myself was, ha, huh, we must have disturbed some of the wildlife or some of the birds up in the trees that are trying to rest. Um, and it's a duck. <laughs> God. Quacking! Yeah, I think same. Like, I also, hear that, yeah, I was here thinking of a duck. Yeah, it, it yeah. doesn't... Listen, guys. Duck. Crispy duck. If this was... A horror movie. I swear, I'm the only one's gonna survive. I hear that quaking. I'm running away. 
Is that Pontianak? No. Pontianak? No, 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 no. If this is a horror movie, you're the guy yeah. that took the magic mushrooms. If this were a camping or a hiking movie, we'd all be sitting around a fire eating duck. I, I, I'm going to go to, I'm going to read a comment section from YouTube, yeah? yeah. Uh, we have Angel of Domestic Bliss saying, run. Uh, Young Oliver says, run. Nikki Chan, <laughs> his, uh, his review, uh, Sonia, he says, make roast duck. Uh, Yum. The clerk says, must be the duck night. Did it? <laughs> okay. uh, hey, you forgot the joke. What is a joke? Uh? A joke. We always start the show with a joke. No wonder something felt so off. So we got no Kim today. Your Kim Tae lah. Well, later lah. I'll tell you a joke later lah. My joke quite long. Okay. No one got no punchline. But anyway. So, <laughs> Saladin. Saladin says, <clears throat> quack back. <laughs> oh, yes. Able roast duck in the morning. Try. Uh, Sarali says, run and scream. That's what you do. Yes, sir. That's what I'll do. Ducks, uh, Angel Domestic, this is, Ducks are not nocturnal creatures, guys. That's why they should be resting. And if we disturb them, they will definitely make a sound. That's what the ducks want you to think. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be truly horrific? Right? You hear one duck quack and then you do something else. Or you turn around and you run and then they all start quacking. rooster come out of the way. Joe says sometimes yeah. frogs croaking can sound like duck. Mm. Uh, Toads, Mark Shippo also said, Toad and Frauds do sound quacking like when they made. Oh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, if this was that a was a pretty movie, good impression. Tonya sure first want to up Laurie, Kitia. Tonya first want to die. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ariel says, To be honest, sometimes when I encounter paranormal activity, I may not think of Hantu first, though. It's usually after that, then I realize it's the Hantu. Ariel. <laughs> what did I teach you in the three years I've been going live show? Anything goes wrong, it must be the hantu. Remember to call Eugene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll investigate. Give the phone to the hantu. Give the, give the phone to the hantu. <laughs> uh, please, please speak to uh, Eugene. Uh. <laughs> uh, Vicky Chan says, after all this talk about roasted duck, everything she's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, la, it's true. All right, uh, anything else to add, or should we go on to the next confession, guys? Let's go for the next confession. Mm. What did you think it was? What the yeah. quack sound or what? No, you you know the woman waving. Oh, oh. today, team, team Hantu, no representative today. No, uh, I <clears throat> okay. So, USS is a place where I've interviewed some people. Go check out Supernatural Confessions YouTube, search for USS Confession. Okay, there's this girl. Who was working there? We did the USS first Halloween Horror Night, second Halloween Horror Nights, and she was in the basement. She she's in charge of a very key part of the whole show, and not just her. We had other people who was also working at USS came up later on to agree with what she said, uh, and these are first hand account. So, basing on all these confessions and all about a place that's already known to be haunted. You have a young girl that should not be there. You have cleaners working the shift who should know who should be there and not be there. Because these people have passes. It's not like you could just walk in and hang around and wave at people. right? Uh, and So all this points to an entity that should not be there or removes all the rational explanation for me at least. And 
I believe that it is a spirit, a friendly spirit who appears to this lady every night. And why does she appear to her and not someone else? Now, I believe not everyone can see ghosts. Mm-hmm. Even though you may try to open your third eye, you cannot see ghosts. It also be because you may be at a certain time in your life where you're depressed, you are upset, you're feeling a sense of loneliness. And spirits tend to gravitate towards these negative vibrations. And if a particular entity feels that you are feeling the same way it feels, it may feel a kindred spirit towards you if it's not a malicious spirit. And that's why that spirit could appear to this girl night after night. And why seven months and not any other time? Perhaps it's not because she's in hell and then she decides to come back up that, that, that one whole month. It's just that the vibration around the seven month time sort of amplify her and give her the energy boost to make an appearance when she would otherwise just be there but away from sight. So that is my hantu explanation for that particular effect. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm curious, why does it also follow like the usual um, hantu trope where the woman is seen combing hair? What's with the combing hair part? So, okay, that part, to be honest, I think <laughs> that might be embellished. Um, when we tell a story, a story gets passed down, uh, or mm. we, we, we think of a situation, and then when we try to recall the situation and tell that story to someone else, we recall it to the best of our ability, but sometimes because it's a horror trope in our head, we embellish that uh, unconsciously. So that's why the long, white, yeah, the long black hair, the white gown, the combing hair, that becomes a trope. Because when you start spreading stories like that, mm. it becomes in people's psyche. based in there. And I'm wondering again, like, you know, when we talk about um, supernatural entities and how, you know, sometimes they take on the the appearance of something that, that you fear, you know, perhaps they're taking on something that is already in someone's mind and mm-hmm. using that as a way to, you know, because my mom's, you know, when she, when she tells a story about that woman that she saw, she saw the woman in, in, in the mirror mm. and that woman was combing her hair. And a lot of friends also speak about that. So, I mean, like, again, like the combing hair part, to me, yeah, it beca- it's just become part of that whole ghost culture mm. where, you know, you open your eyes, you see someone sitting in front of your dresser. It's combing hair. Or maybe it's because I don't have no hair and I'm quite jealous that people can run a comb through their, their <laughs> thick ghost hair. Jealous, <clears throat> you know what? I mean, I, 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 I mean, what else would you do in front of that old-fashioned style dresser? You know, the kind that has the folder, the foldable mirrors on the side. Right. You'd sit yeah. there, you'd sit there, and you'd either be combing your hair. In those days, they didn't spend so much time on their makeup and stuff. You know, they'd be combing their hair. These days, the horror story would be they're trying to put their falsies on and trying to draw their eyebrows. <laughs> or, or, or duck face. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think, guys? There might be a school for hantus where, like, mm-hmm. if you, okay, oh. right, uh, recruits, if you want to scare the living, these are the things you must do. Grow your hair long, wear white, and if you sit beside their bed and wait for them to wake up, comb your hair. They're all the hantus. And, and, and for those movie producers who want to kind of steal this idea from Supernatural Confessions, get in contact with us and we'll, mm. we'll work out a deal because we have an awesome, like, a uh, like a, the plot for a, for a Singapore comedy horror, right? Of like the hantu, <laughs> a person dies, just like Beetlejuice, but they go to the, the Singapore version of, of the underworld where they learn to be hantus. They have to go out there, right? And then they have to go and like, you know, haunt someone. It's like, I like, like that idea. Ink. Yeah, like Monster Inc. Exactly like that. The more power they get. Goodness. Okay. No, no, horror. not like Monster Inc. Because remember, we, 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 it's copyright, right? This is SC. Only SC. 
you know what? Uh, what frightens us is completely different when our tax returns come. That's frightening. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, who owes us a story about um IRS? Hey. Was there a story for IRS? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, last week, yeah. Last week we told already. Last week. Yeah. Oh, Sonia wasn't I was, there. I, I didn't realize. I was, yeah. Okay, anyway, guys, next story, huh? <laughs> see what see. Okay, but say this in a Singaporean say this in a Singaporean chunk. See what like by Huang Lima Jabat, narrated by Brian. Alvin, take it away. See what see by Hang Lima Jabat. I'd like to share a story that was told to me by a friend of mine back in the early 2000s. I am sharing his experience and writing it as a first person. This happened back in 2001. It was Hungry Ghost Month. At the time, I had no idea what the month signifies other than Chinese people paying their respect by burning hell notes and provide offerings. During that month, there were a number of tents built for events and performance with music, dancers, state actions, and sometimes auctions of items. This incident that happened to me was at the tent outside of Yunos MRT station. One day, my Chinese friend and I went to visit the tent at Yunos. It was loud, full house and colorful actresses and singers on stage. My friend was at the fourth or fifth row while I was at the side, peeking and observing the performance. After about 30 minutes or so, I noticed about three people staring at me. Two uncles and an auntie. They turned their heads to the right and were looking straight at me with eyes wide open. I was shocked and jerked my chin up. You know, the kind of ah-bing uh, reaction to people staring and you jerk your chin up in the see what see. They kept looking at me without blinking. I noticed some of the aunties and uncles at the back looking at me and shaking their head and then looking back at the stage performance. My friend saw my reaction and came over to ask, Hey, you okay or not? I turned to him and said, Okay lah, but don't know what these three problems are staring at me. He asked, Who's staring at you? I replied, See those three people sitting up front? He turned to look back at the front row and looked back at me and said, Bro, I think you better come, let's go smoke. After walking quite a distance from the tent, I asked my friend, You saw the three people? Why they stare at me like that? Ah? He replied with a chilling voice, hey, Bro, those front seats, they were empty lah bro. Those seats are intentionally left empty to prioritize for the others. I was shocked and terrified. I said, you, you mean you didn't see the three people, three people staring at me just now? He shook his head with a huge sigh. I then realized that the people staring at me were most likely the others. It didn't just end there. For three whole nights, I was haunted with dreams of three people pulling my hands and legs as if trying to drag me to some place. I shared this to my Chinese friend and he brought me to his father. After sharing what happened, his father said that I may have had unintentionally offended them. His father advised me to do some offerings with the intention to seek forgiveness for offending them and to place them on the three seats where I saw them the, the other time. The author's note is I can't recall what was offered or how this process went. On the fifth evening, 
I did what was advised and that night I dreamt the three people again and this time they let me go. I didn't dream of anything like that ever again but ever since that day I no longer go near these tents during hungry ghost months. Production quality, first class. So that's uh, Kim's work, guys. Uh, do give Kim a shout out. and He produces the uh, confessions. He also produces the podcasts every Wednesday. If you go to Spotify, Google, or iTunes, iTunes, iTunes yeah, Apple, Apple, right. Apple Podcasts. Apple, yeah. We are we are available yeah. on all these podcasts. We have 160 over episodes now. Mm-hmm. So wow. go check us out. <clears throat> and if you get a chance, please give us a five star rating. It will really, really help us. We will be up the charts and more people can hear about us. More people can give us a confessions and you guys will get these confessions. I always say, no confessions, no show. Because we're not making shit up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Thai story. If you're not familiar with the culture, ladies and gentlemen, in a Thai performance that will be, you'll see, especially during around the seventh month time, performers will perform if, even in the rain and sometimes to no audience. Plastic chairs will be in front of the stage. They will perform. This performance is not really meant for the living. It's meant for the dead. So the living is welcome to join and partake in this festival as well. But the first row of the Kirtai is always reserved for the Hyati, the good brothers as they call it in dialect. Right? Uh, who are the good brothers? They are the wandering spirits. It's meant for them. That belief is also ported over to cinema where you, re- you will realize that in movie cinema, the first row is usually kept empty, even not on the seventh month. Right? So this belief that the first row is to be kept empty is for the ghost is very much in our psyche. How many of you still believe in that? Is that even a thing that the young people understand these days? I don't know very much, but in this particular story, the confessor saw three people sitting on the first row chair turning around, very eerie, just staring at him. And for some reason, it did not click to him that they were spirits. He went, see, see. And they kept staring at him. <laughs> and even after that, when he went home, the things followed him back. So what are your thoughts? Uh, let's go with uh, JDC first on this one. You know, if I was someone who had to do that day in, day out, right? Because I know it's a very monotonous thing. They perform with anyone's there or whether no one's there, they'll perform, right? If I wanted to, you know, do, have had to do that every night. I'd be going, you know what? It's getting boring. I'm going to fuck with someone. So I'm going to get three of my mates. I'm going to sit in the front row. Some poor guy, some, you know, young kid that goes there. And I'm just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to fuck with them. I'd, I'd do it. I seriously would, right? Um, again, could something of like this have occurred? Possibly. Could they really be the, the manifestation of ghosts? Again, there's a possibility, right? But I want to put it out there because I I don't have a lot of experience culturally um, with this. When when these performances occur, is the are the front seats always empty, or do some people sometimes sit there? Um, the ones that I've seen, they are, they are always left empty. But I haven't not seen a Kurtai in a long while after COVID and everything, lah. Yeah, but I don't recall the first row ever having people. In fact, if you, if you, if let's say you are a 
foreigner and you walk down and you blur blur sit there, right? Usually people will tell you, ah, excuse me, that's not for you. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. So they'll, they'll actually shoo you away. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's the same with like, cinemas, uh, right? I'm sorry, Alvin. What do you think? Modern cinemas. It's not Why? the same, right? You mentioned that uh, they, there's a front seat in the cinemas that's not occupied, right? Okay. That's the case. Now, in the modern times, people was if there's a blockbuster movie, all tickets sold out, people will still sit in front. Back then, I'm talking about the 80s, 90s, when the pantang and the traditions were still very strong, right? In Singapore. Hmm. Now, now, obviously, it's very watered down and Supernatural Confessions is probably the only channel that's still holding Bastion and keeping these traditions alive. Uh, but you're right. Modern cinema, people still sit in front. That that belief is forgotten. But when it comes to Kirtai and Seven Man, people still do respect that first rule thing. Right, right. right. These days, Kirtai, no chairs if in a field. Is it? Is it? No, of course, perspective is the thing. All stand, Yeah. You're right. I haven't seen it in quite a while, but that was because of COVID restrictions. Anything and any occasion where people could gather, it was, you know, it was stopped. Mm. I would like to hear if it has started back up. I mean, it's only day, day one, right? It's only day one. In the next coming weeks, I'd love to hear if anyone else spots these. Have they come back? Have they come back on? No. I enjoyed the Gertais. I felt it, it was a very festive kind of a, a celebration almost. Yeah. And then they have um, something else where they bid for things, right? Auction. They, auction. Yeah, yeah. The, the auction. So it, it felt very festive. It was always very loud. Uh, there were people sitting around enjoying themselves in groups. So there was no fear attached to any of these things. In fact, I have a friend um, and this was his Facebook status, uh, Nicholas. He was looking forward to the seventh month because he said, I look forward to seeing my ancestors or having them come be amongst us. Yeah. So I, I found that a very interesting take. Instead of fear, he welcomed and embraced mm. uh, what the season meant. Mm. Mm. It's true. Uh, some Again, because of the Buddhist side of things is uh, the philopiety side where you pay respect to your ancestors. Um, and you believe that they will come back down and you offer these things to them. So it's very warm. In a, in a confession letter, you'll hear uh, the confessor describe offering to the ancestor and then later on she will, she will eat the food that she has offered to the ancestor and she felt a closeness, you know, a closeness to the, to the ancestor when she ate the food. So you're right. Mm. It's really up here. It's a lot of uh, mindset mm. how you perceive this thing. Uh, but let's okay, go back to the confession again. I think yeah, there's no more chairs and all. What do you think, Sonia? What's your take on this? Like you, you're part Chinese and part Indian as well. So the Chinese yes. side of it, what's your culture and your understanding? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the Gertai, right? So the latest one, they have chairs and everything now. So it's like okay, it's, it's exactly. like so, yeah. so chairs, chairs are back. I saw that, yeah. Um, yeah, right. So growing growing up was a very confusing time for me, as you can imagine. Uh, but because we were uh, as my siblings and I, we were taught to respect people's uh, differences and their uh, different beliefs and all of that. And whenever we went to Gertais, I never noticed that the front row was kept empty. I was never told mm. or educated that that's for uh, the other realm. So I, I'm trying to recall if ever did I go sit in front, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm and not a very big... 
Hey, Were you I, going I, to I, say yeah. I'm not a very big, was... uh, not a very tiny, I'm not a very big person? Is that what you're trying to say? JDC, you No, I would, I, sorry, would I ever make fun of your difficulties? Yeah. I never yeah. would. Yes. I, yes. Yes. Okay, I would. I would. Yeah. No, but this time, maybe, <laughs> you go and sit in the front, right? And then someone has yeah. a story. Hey, last time I we went to Gataya, from there, huh. I saw one little girl, you no, know, sitting huh. in the front, alone by herself. <laughs> I tell you what, she turned around like this. <laughs> that was actually Sonia Corona. It's Stella, Sonia. And that's how those stories start. You see? I, I saw the head turn 360 degrees. Uh. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, that's right. I did have shoulder length hair, so. <laughs> yeah. But uh, having said, Having said that, people, we cannot deny the fact that some people have the gift of sight. Mm. So this this guy that was there and whoever it is that he saw, whether or not he saw real people or he didn't see real people, we don't know. All of us have gifts that we don't even truly fully embrace or understand. This, this thing that we have up here, our brain, we have not fully explored its entire capability as yet. Who was it that keeps saying? Was it you, Eugene, that says that um, science is playing catch-up? Yeah, science is playing catch-up. All sorts of things that, mm. that, that we don't understand. Is that one of those things, having that sight? But mm. uh, if, if you ask me, I've been told I'm sensitive and I'm able to channel, but do I want those gifts or do I want to activate those gifts? That's another story altogether, mm. and I am going to say, yeah. no, thank you. It's no thanks. So... so yeah, you did have a question. Is it is it unusual that he and then also be, many people behind him also saw the same thing? Because no, they other people didn't see. Only he saw. Didn't see. Oh, okay. Only he saw. Because his because his friend was there, and then yeah. the friend didn't see anything. Mm. Right, right, right. Say, Chabot, go home, go home, go home, go home. I thought yeah. the older people behind were seeing something similar. No, uh, oh. because because what he did was he. He was going like, see what see, right? Yeah. But the people in the second row or the third row, whoever was in front of him, the real people turned around and thought he was talking to them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Thought something or Yeah. Uh, I mean, I believe this story is a very, in my opinion, is very straight up, a um, seven month story. You see something you shouldn't see. It doesn't even have to be at a Kirtai place. You see something out there, and you offend the spirit, and you pay the price for it. Um, mm. It's a very classic. It's a very classic story. And this also teaches people to don't be rude. Right? Don't be rude. If ghost or human, why do you have to be rude about it? Just be nice. Remember my rule number, whatever my rule number was, I say, excuse me, right? Say, excuse me. <laughs> be polite. You, know, you don't have to be gung-ho about that. And then you pay the price. So not worth it. So if you, are uh, in seven month time, just be polite, be kind, you, know, you do good. You, know, you don't have to feel guilty about it. But don't you realize that a lot of times fear is used to teach us all sorts of lessons, right? Like come back before nightfall and then they, they scare you to come back before nightfall. How about just using logic and saying it's it's for your own safety? If you appeal to that, a lot of these um, superstitions and stuff won't even hold water. No, but see, the mm. 7 p.m. thing, right, that, that one is not so much superstition. Okay, yes, I suppose it is, but the Malay also believe in Maghrib. Uh, when Mag the, yeah, uh, when the the time day turns to night, yeah. yes. When I spoke Mark to Ustad about this, and I see why is Mark great a thing, right? He says mm. in the Quran, in the, the Holy Book, he said that that is the time where God uh, unleashes uh, the hellfire, right? So there is a, a a religious reason for not going 
back home. Yeah, but that's for the that's that's for the Muslims, for the Muslims. but everybody else. For the yeah. Chinese, they also believe that the the when the time shifts, right? There's always about the balance. The daylight when there's a sun it belongs to mankind, and when you shift to the other side, the yin yang side of things, that is at night is more yin, it belongs to the spirit. So there is some form of you know uh, belief lah. Not say just trying to scare. I know what you mean. Like you know, you, you tell your kid, hey, come back before seven because there's ghosts outside. You're using it to scare. Oh, the ghost is going to catch you at night. <laughs> yeah, you know, that yeah. sort of a thing. But this is based on some belief system. So I, 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 I you know, there's always this. If you believe in it, or you don't believe in it, right? So in this case, it's steeped in not just uh, using it as a way to scare people, but there is some form of belief to it. Uh, the mark, mark, the clerk says just now. He's asking about why do people bid on expensive items at these auction sites during seven months? Isn't it hmm. a bad thing? It is believed that, uh, especially Chinese businessmen, they like to put money aside, and all these associations they will use this money to run a festival, buy food, tong tong cheng, tong tong cheng, for the spirits. And it is also believed that because they give this to the spirits, they ask the spirits to bestow luck and credits onto some of the items that they have for auction. So the Chinese businessmen, if they bid for these things and they receive that item, they believe that it's been blessed by whatever oh, spirit that is out there. So makes it, makes and, and you just auction, you bid for it, you buy it, right? It doesn't belong to you, no? You give it back next year. You rent it for a year only. Oh, the barang. You, you can't keep it. You can't keep it. You rent it for a no. year and you give it back. Who's keeping track of these things? I'm very interested to know the backstory and how the how they manage this. It sounds really cool. They, they, there's associations and organizations that control all this. Ah. Uh, so it's not a one-man thing. There's, there's organizations that organizes all this. So there have been stories where rich people, they they are really rich to begin with because these things cause a bomb. You buy it, you bring it home, and then you you, you strike rich lah. Yeah. Can okay. return or not if it doesn't work? You have to you too bad you pay you make the best uh, of it. Anyway, so eleven oh seven. Yeah. Okay, it's eleven oh seven. I need to move on. <laughs> oh, let's do it. Uh, next one is know your hantu. This one Woo. is form is produced by. Kimi Boy, who's not here today, Elvin, take it away. A little turn for our Know Your Hantu this week because instead of dissecting an entity, we will take a look at a powerful piece notable for its supernatural capabilities, an amulet best known as Prangang. Prangang is the commonly known name for an amulet which has carried mystery and left people with unanswered questions for generations. Very little solid information can be found about this item with details varying on its origins, nature and its method of worship. However, based on extensive research, although Prangang is generally a famous Thai affair, it is widely believed that this type of amulet had its roots in the Khmer sorcery of Cambodia before spreading throughout parts of Thailand. The Prangang is a very mysterious and elusive legend which spreads out into various appearances and uses, differing from region to region and conflicting worshipping methods depending on the beliefs of that particular regional culture. This explains why there are many different sects and methods of worship for Prangang. 
Depending on how the owner chooses to use it, its amulet can manifest either good or evil energy. Prangang is regularly used to gather wealth through lucky occurrences like winning the lottery and to guard against black magic. Another controversial use of Prangang is to increase the sexual attraction and charm of a person. While this may sound greatly positive in general, some practitioners would recommend techniques which are highly debatable among Prangang believers. It is said that offering your Prangang menstrual blood, wrapping it with unwashed panties and even exposing it to bodily fluids will nourish its spiritual power, thus drawing more sexual attention to you. On the other hand, peaceful believers of Prangang's warms against such method of worship with the notion that such offerings would transform the very nature of Prangang and make it a very dangerous, parasitic entity capable of creating the worst troubles. Swimming Lesson by Inting Since the Hungry Ghost Man is coming up, I thought of sharing this real story that happened to me. You know how the elders always say to avoid swimming or playing near water bodies during this period? Well, it is true. Sometimes we just do not know if we are experiencing danger periods in our lives. When I was 15 years old, there was an opening for swimming lessons in August. My mom asked me to go for the lessons and I was quite excited because it was with some of my close friends. My mom, being western educated and a nurse, did not really believe in any pantangness. Furthermore, the lessons were held in one of the largest public pools frequented by many people daily. Like, what could have gone wrong? Not long after starting the lessons, I started developing seizures. The first attack happened in school and I remember suddenly just blanking out and next thing I knew, I woke up in a red crescent room, feeling like my head weighed a ton and my body with totally no energy. My mom then took me to consult with the best neurologist in her hospital. My brain scans revealed abnormal brain waves and I was formally diagnosed with epilepsy. He told my mom that there was no cure for this illness and simply prescribed medication. These are medication that I had to take for life. Even with the medication, I continued having seizures. Prognosis was not good and I was not expected to live past my 20s. I have absolutely no family history on both sides of my family that has this, by the way. Then, one of my mother's longtime friends recommended a spiritual master. When we were there, the master reprimanded my mom for being so foolish to send me for swimming lessons on Hungry Ghost Man of all months. She said that I was possessed by a vindictive female spirit who wanted to take my life. The master then said that she would need six months to heal me. I did not know what method she used, but all I know is I drank a few cups of yellow talisman water. And true enough, within six months, I only had one attack. And after six months, no more of such attacks and it has been decades since. As I had two seizures in school, all of my classmates witnessed it. The ones I still keep in close contact with remember the incidents 
till today. I will always remember what the master told me. She said that since my mind was scattered due to a lot of restless thinking, it provided an opening for the attacks. She told me to channel my restless mental energy to study scriptures, as she said I would understand. She was right. In retrospect, I knew that incident happened for a reason. So this is a story that is very close to my heart as well. Um, and Kim knows that because I saw in the production notes, he says, Eugene, please share your swimming story. Uh, oh. I, I think with this particular confession, uh, we can all agree that it can be interpreted two ways, right? On the very rational side, we'll talk about the medical side and those who believe in the water spirits will lean towards that. So it's going to be a very divided, divisive um, dissection for this one. But what I can give us uh, more materials to, to discuss over is my personal experiences that is very similar to uh, Yuin Ting. Yuin Ting's experience, except that she suffered from epilepsy and a lot of other mental disorders that usually comes very much in tandem with paranormal uh, possession cases. I'm, okay, I'm going to share my story, guys. Um, so I, I come from a family where we are told not to swim. We are very pantang with seven months. There's a lot of do's and do nots in my culture. Mm. One of the main things that we really emphasize on is no swimming during seven months. I was 12 years old when this happened. It was at East Coast Park and I was uh, with families and I think my neighbors were there. So we were all playing ball, kicking ball in the, in the beach. Children were, were just having fun. This was, there was nothing in my mind about ghosts, nothing in my mind about seven months. I was just a kid having fun. The ball was kicked into the ocean without thought. I jumped in the ocean and swam after the ball. But you know how when the ball is floating on the water, you swim towards it, you keep, Mm -hmm. pushing it further and further away. I was in the part of the ocean where my leg was no longer touching the sand. I was, I was just tracking water. And part of the ocean was warm. The below part is cold. right? Mm. And uh, if you, you swim in the ocean, you, you will know that there's, there's a hot part and a cold part. I felt the cold water, the cold part of water, but then I felt something wrap around my ankle, just above my ankle. Where my, where my shin is, wrapped around. So I tried to kick it away, tried to kick it away, thinking that it was maybe plastic bag or fishing line. I was just trying to swim after the ball. But the more I tried to kick, the more this, that thing that wrapped around my ankles started to manifest. It got, the grip got tighter and tighter. Then I felt the pull downwards and I was just struggling to just keep afloat. I managed to take a deep breath and I know I, I, I got underwater and I tried to untangle what it is on my leg. You know, this is my hand, right? Mm -hmm. If you close your eyes and you just feel, right, what's this? You could tell or you could guess the hand. There are fingers, there are knuckles, there's the, the fleshy part, there's the solid part, there's the valleys and all. So I felt uh, what I thought was a hand around my leg. Was slimy. Was it was you know obviously it's like a bit slimy to touch, but to me it was unmistakable that it was a hand and it was holding my leg and pulling me down. 
I started to panic. I started to scream. I don't know how long I was in the water for. Obviously, I uh, wasn't long there long enough to die and drown. But someone grabbed me and pulled me up. And just we, we went back to, to shore. I was puking out seawater, crying, and all the aunties there. Why you go to the water? Why you don't go to the water? Why you go to the water? I was scolding, right? Uh, everyone just went back to the barbecue, uh, pretended nothing has happened, just sort of brush it out. Then the uncle that saved me, he looked at my leg. He said, hey, check it out. So I saw my leg and clear as day as I can remember this, right? There was four finger mark like that. Where you? On the area where I felt the grip. The grip. Uh, so okay, okay, never mind, never mind. Just rubbish it off. Nobody want to talk about it. Nobody wanted to scare the 12-year-old kid. We all just left. Uh, I, I remember just going back to the fun part about it after that, forgetting everything. Still, getting, still a bit disturbed, but not letting it bother me as a 12-year-old child. When I got back, that's where the trouble really began. I shared a room with my grandpa. And he would say, I would get up in the middle of the night, stand by the window, and say, I want to fly. Or I walk around days, I would just be on my bed, look up, just staring into nothingness. I was definitely not myself. When I went downstairs to play playground, because I was okay at times. It's not like I'm days throughout. I was okay at times. I would play the playground somehow, I just walk away. And neighbors would find me mm. near the big monsoon drain at Bernard Reservoir, behind block 627 there. Ask me, what are you doing here? I want to go home. I want to go home. And I point to the water, I want to go home. Guys, remember Sonia's face in Bali when she was standing mm. there and she didn't want to go away? <clears throat> I would imagine that's how I looked like. Right, very days, just you know, no energy. Um obviously my parents all felt something was wrong. And they didn't send me to the doctor. Lah. Okay, this was in the 90s, late late 80s, early 90s, when I was still, I can't remember how old I was. 179, 91, 92. Do the math. Lah. Hmm. Right. Straight away, straight away, did go see doctor, went down to my fifth floor, um, neighbor. I stay on the sixth floor, stay on the fifth floor. So I walk around the stairs every time and I would, his door is always open. And I would see that he has a home temple. And back then as a kid, it was a very scary thing because a lot of small idols and the whole place is smoky, sooty, there's a lot of candles. And red. Red. And I would avoid yeah. this place. I, I scared to go. I would just quickly go by. Uh, I was being brought down to his house. I sat there, you know, scared because mommy, mommy says so. And uh, he's a tanky, right? Um, I remember he just went down, he hit his head against the table, he started chanting, his chair was rocking. It was a very scary moment. He told my mom through an interpreter that I had a spirit in me who wants to claim my soul. Wanted to claim my soul. But they said they have to take it out of me. So they took this, this leaf, like I think it's a pomegranate branch and leaf. They started whipping me with it. Now, that branch and leaf is so flimsy, it hits you, not, no pain on row. Only no pain. But mm. when that touched me, it felt like burning whip on my body. It keep heating and heating and heating and I had four adults holding me down. This 12-year-old boy, four adults had to hold me down mm. because I was struggling. According to my mom, I was growling and I was not myself, but I have no recollection of any of this. Then they burned some um, yellow yellow talisman water and got me to drink. The same thing that what this confessor just did as well. They went to visit a spiritual master, he had to drink a talisman water. 
drank it. I puked. I don't know what happened. Water came out of my mouth. Like seawater all came out. And then I knocked out unconscious. Brought me back home. I slept for 24 hours. People thought, my parents thought they have taken my soul already. Uh, so we're just hoping for the best. Lah. 24 hours later, I woke up totally refreshed, restored, like a newborn child. And I did not rec- I don't remember anything that happened in that one month or how, however long, two weeks or uh, one week from the incident. Mm. Yeah. So that was my personal story. Um, until then, and sorry, I will tell you guys this, I hate going to water. <coughs> Even if it's not seven months and there's a lake and I cannot touch the floor, I am not going to the water. <laughs> so between cockroach and the sea, where would you run? I'll to? jump into the sea to avoid the cockroach. Yeah. Death the by worst thing <laughs> is you have a, if you have like a sea cockroach finish, like this guy. Sea cockroach. Sea lice. This, la. No, not lobster. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep. so was it like a so, possession yeah. thing that happened to you? Is that considered a possession? Or... My understanding now, it's yeah. I, I imagine it's more of an attachment right. than a full-on possession. But I could be wrong. It could be like latest, late stage attachment, early stage possession. Hmm. Hmm. But you know when you speak to all these tanky people, they don't differentiate between attachment and possession. If there's a ghost following you, it's a possession. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But was there any like history around the area when that happened? Particular part of sea? Was there any history? It's East Coast Park, bro. So we can always talk about the Japanese, you know, from the Chinese side. But it's the sea, lah. And I okay, I cannot remember which part of Changi anymore. Uh, which part of East Coast Park anymore, right? Uh, but it's the sea. Then there's a barbecue pit area. Mm. What's the what's the possibility? Again, this is just um thinking outside the box, right? Mm. Like, okay, the, actually, first is a question. Did you see anything when you went under? No, I couldn't see because Singapore sea is all green. It's quite murky. Right? It's quite murky. murky yeah, yeah, I can't tell. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Okay. The second question: mm. Could it possibly be the tentacles of an octopus wrapped around your leg? Mm. We do have octopi in our <laughs> waters. Mm. Maybe wouldn't rule that out, but what yeah. I felt again, this I was 12 years old, huh? so yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of this memory could be reconstructed and formulated because I want to believe. So discount that. But I remember feeling knuckles and the, the ridges of a finger. You know what I mean? So I've got something for that one. Yeah. So what do you have? So we have corals in our waters. We have soft coral. Um, there's even hard coral that does and could feel very much like knuckles. Spongy enough on the outside, but the skeleton of it is hard. Mm. So when you were retelling that story mm. and sharing, that's the first thing that came into mind. Then the the difference in the water that you feel, the top layer is obviously heat uh uh, heated up by the sun and then yeah. underneath is the layer that doesn't get that sun but it's also an undercurrent so you got pulled you could be pulled by an undertow that uh. you're not even aware of mm. and what you felt uh, could have been hard coral sea grass all mm. of those things mm. that naturally occur in those waters mm. now i myself have got caught in um, freshwater grass if, if you remember that lake in sri lanka yeah and the more I struggled, like you, when you struggled, you felt like you were being pulled down. Yeah. It happened similarly to me. The more I struggled, the tighter it wound me down and tugged and pulled. And as a 12-year-old boy who's already in a situation, that kind of a situation, you're already mm. in fear. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I don't know what's happening. Mm. Too many things going on at the same time. Mm. 
um, in those situations, you relax. But obviously, as a 12-year-old kid, you're not going to have enough presence of mind to do that. So I'm just, you know, like JDC was wondering, could it have been something else? But I have nothing and no way to explain what you went through after oh, that. Like, yeah, yeah. What about the bruise as well? So if it's corals and the bruise will be... Yeah, like... you will definitely still be... You would have been struggling like crazy. Hmm. And, you know, and it would tighten. Uh, coral, uh, you know, bruising. It's easy to get bruised. I bruise all the time and I sometimes have these weird marks on me. I don't know where the hell it comes from. Hantu, laugh, so, Onya! <laughs> Hantu, to beat you! I think it's true. <laughs> I still no, but the kind true. of the kind of activities I do, I can explain the bruises um, away. But yes, I have oh, what, seen what where it can look like a hand. Okay. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> it's 10.26 right now. Uh, we have so much to share. Uh, I think the seven-month theme is, is we, we got a bit, you know, um, we thought we could finish it earlier and share some more stories. But you know what? I have some more stories for people that I would be happy to share with you guys next week because it's still seven months for a whole month long. Uh, yes. First 15 and the last day is where people start burning. Uh, well, because I got, I got some some more cool stuff to share with you, first-hand confessions for people, um, declassified stuff. But for now, it's 11.27. we got to do Daily Oracle. Say goodbye. Yeah. Did, we, did, did you guys do it last week? No, you're not there, so no. we didn't want to do it. Okay. All yeah. right. Are you ready? Hold on to the book, please. Hold oh, no, on, not yet, not yet. Elvin, you didn't get to say oh. much uh, in the last, the last uh, confession. Yes, yeah. your turn. My turn? Oh. Yeah, like your turn. Lah. I don't know how this works, man. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're playing, playing PS5, right? Well, we're talking right. I know, I knew it. <laughs> uh, can you go first? Then I'll do it next week. <laughs> anyway, go check out uh, 11.30. We have our confession from well, Mel, Wellway. W-E-L-W-E-I. That's going to happen at 11.30 p.m. YouTube. Supernatural Confessions. Go check us out. Next week, we'll be back Friday, Friday Night Live with more confessions from seventh month. Tuesday, we have Ghost Mortem. Wednesday, we have On the Fringe. Uh, so lots of stuff coming up for you guys to be entertained throughout the week. Um, I think the walk's coming up. Uh, Sonia, people are asking about the walks as well. When are you going to do your, yes, your classified walk? Let me, let walk. me, let me, <laughs> yeah, our classified walk. Let me, let me get back first and mm. we'll jump straight into that with all the regulars and maybe even the irregulars. Mm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read out one last confession from Rachel Lee. I think we've got what, one minute left. She, uh, she put in a very long um, comment in Facebook. Eugene, I had a similar incident happen to me two years ago while I was jogging around Ulu Pandan Reservoir at night. Mm. It was unusual, quiet that night. Wanted to U-turn back to the main road, but then suddenly, uncle in blue shirt jogged past me. As I'm determined to complete my run, I decided to follow behind the uncle as a company. At least I'm not feeling alone. Halfway through the loop, the uncle who is jogging like 100 meters ahead of me literally just vanished like smoke. And yeah. that instant, I tell you, I shit myself. I kept praying. It's too late to run backwards, so I just focused on my mission to complete my run. While jogging, there are weird winds blowing me at me like as if it's slapping my body pushing me. I managed to complete my run, but when I got home, I have two sets of fingerprints on the back of my shoulder. 
that must be one hamsap uncle. Mm. Oh, and they smell these uncles, uh, they run them fast. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sonia, lend us your voice. Hmm. Everyone, close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths. Put your intention or question to the universe. What does it have for us? You can't take back what's come to pass, but you can change how you think about it. Mm. That's this week. Week. Yeah, week in and week out, everything makes sense to me. How are? Uh? It's supposed to be lah. That's what Oracle cards are. I think it's supposed to make sense. Okay. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this week's session. I know someone's asking for we should end it two, three, five, nine, but we can't because we have a confession playing at eleven thirty. So stay tuned for a special Sarawak special is coming up uh, where we end off our season finale. There, more information on that to come. Changi Walk, more information on that to come as well. Um, stay tuned to Supernatural Confessions. Tell your friends about us. Anyone has confession, get in touch with us at supernaturalconfessions.com. My number is 94594931. And over to Ooh. you, JDC. No worries. Thank you, guys. I'd like to say thank you to Bray, KK Heng, three people who want to remain anonymous, Aphrodite, Chris Ho, Sarah Fanan, for your contributions tonight. Um, as again, it's always been a pleasure being here with everyone. I love the seven month stories, but in Perth, Tarala. Don't have no, not, nothing like that. So for me in Perth, there are never any questions, and also because of that, never any answers. In Perth, after seven PM, quite dark already, right? Yeah, already dark. Everyone will go inside. Yeah. Let's relax one corner, lah, bro. <laughs> yes, and I'm Sonia. I usually have a super rational explanation for most things, but thankfully, seven month doesn't affect me. I'm way, way further north of Sembawang. Seven month doesn't apply to me. Right. But um, thanks for the stories. Keep them coming. Uh, I hope uh, to be able to join you guys next week. Alvin. Everyone, thanks for joining us tonight. Hope you guys have a good weekend. And if you ever happen to feel something grabbing you in a sea, it's probably not your buddy. <laughs> it's probably, probably not what? Your buddy. <laughs> your <laughs> buddy. <laughs> I was going to say it's probably hard coral or seagrass. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Eugene Tay. Thank you for watching staying through all the way and listening to us on podcasts on Monday as well. If you have any paranormal experiences and everyone else thinks you're crazy, come talk to me. You are not alone. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next Friday. Yes. Good night. Good night, guys. Ciao. Good night. See you guys. Asante Asana. What did you find? You are listening to Supernatural Confessions.